0: Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Boards. This Saturday, December 16th, bowl season has arrived. we got six bowl matchups today, as well as in the college basketball world, we have some outstanding and phenomenal matchups there, as well as we're going to be breaking down the marquee games as well. I have been red hot on our free picks as usual. 6-0 in our last six picks for me. Juan has been outstanding as well. But we're going to be getting into... The bowl season first. couple of intriguing matchups that we're going to be talking about first before we get into the college basketball matchup. Juan, well, today, not the most exciting games on yeah. the slate, but who do you like as one of the bowls uh, as a pick, a side, a total? What do you like today in one of the six games? Yeah, well, you just talked about these bowl games. They're not going to be the sexiest matchups yeah, I said that. Uh, for that matter. I mean, I really don't like any of these matchups. I mean, I like... Uh, possibly California against Texas Tech there. I think the running game will be the difference. I think uh, Cal has riding momentum, three-game winning streak, beating Stanford, beating UCLA in that blowout, and then beating Washington State to get uh, ball well ability. Yep. But, yeah, Texas Tech, they got smashed against their in-state rival Texas. Um, they will have Brooks. It's going to be the start of this uh, headline uh, game. It's going to be the running uh, out versus Brooks. Both are very good. Both are very different, and they're running uh, abilities, but a uh, Brook is more of a power back. He has speed, though. Odd is more speed, but uh, I think it's going to come down. Whoever quarterback can play, uh, make the plays down late. Give me Cal in this game. I like him as a dog here. Yeah, one of the games I'm paying attention to is Ohio nine and three coming in this one. Georgia Southern six and six have lost four consecutive games their defense has been poor all season i like ohio a top 15 defense in all of college football they played all pretty well all season long no stumbles really they had a tough schedule They played ohio state excuse me iowa state but i like ohio i think their defense is uh, good like i said top 15 you got rorick who's more than capable of playing you got a really good running game and one two combo there as well Uh, But I like Ohio's defense to force Davis Sprint into some turnovers. Davis Sprint, the transfer from Tulsa, has been a turnover machine in college football. 22 touchdowns, 16 INTs. I like Ohio as an underdog. So that's one of the games I like, and the only game I like in the bowl games. But one, getting into college basketball now, and we're going to get right into it here. Uh, Number one, Arizona travels to Indiana to take on the Purdue Boilermakers here in The home of the Indiana Pacers, Indianapolis Gay Bridge Fieldhouse. Uh, Juan, Arizona has been dominating everybody this season, beating Duke early on, beating Michigan State in the tournament there out in Palm Springs, a neutral site game, demolishing Wisconsin last week. Purdue battled Alabama all. Game, but there is some capabilities with this team, especially from three point shooting. Arizona is one of the best rebounding teams, if not the best rebounding team on offense and defense. I like Arizona here on the road. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Arizona out of their comfort zone, going in the Midwest, going near a Purdue's home uh, stadium. I think Purdue will be fired up for this one. They have their chance to regain the number one seed in the land, and it starts today. I think Arizona they. They played well throughout the first nine, eight games of the season, but today this is really going to run into some trouble. Every team runs into some trouble early in the schedule before conference play, and, and, and this is a spot where I like Purdue. To be honest, I've been a, I'm one of the biggest uh, persons to go against Purdue because I don't like how they their style of play. But today, I like the bowl makers. Like I said, just right in their backyard uh, in Indianapolis, playing in the Pacers' home stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Purdue. I think the bigs with uh, Zach Eady, we said it time from time again. Every game, it goes through him. Um, He'll get uh, Arizona in foul trouble. It's just too big to handle down low. If Brandon Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, uh, Johnson can make the shots, uh, Purdue will will be okay in this game. Or uh, Landry Jones, excuse me. But um, I, I just think it's a tough game for Arizona to travel and in that environment, uh, this game will be close. And I totally but I think d- Zach Eddy going to be the difference. Yeah, I totally disagree. I don't think Purdue is as good as what people think they are. I never Z- said they were. Zach Eddy, 24 points a game. He's their offense. They're going to look for him on almost every possession get him a touch in the paint. Yeah. Arizona's going to take that away. But if you look at Arizona's schedule, I mean, it's... They played some tough teams, okay? But then under- I'm not sure about that. I mean, they played Duke. Uh, they played Wisconsin. What's Purdue playing? Michigan, that's my point. At Alabama on the spread against Tennessee. them last game, plus seven. Uh, they easily beat them But um, on the spread. But, yeah, um, what, what's the difference in this game? Is it going to be the point guard? Is it going to be the bigs down low? What are you looking forward to the matchup? It's going to be the bigs. I think Omar, Balo, Krivis can handle their size at Purdue. There's not a lot of teams that can handle Zach Eddy in the paint. Yeah, you saw uh, Alabama have success sending multiple defenders at him last game. He struggled. Well, Alabama uh-huh. had to make twenty threes to even be in that game. Yeah, they play. did. But uh, Arizona's a whole different team. They'll yeah. push the pace. Purdue's really good on both ends of the floor. But I look at the guard play, Caleb Love, the experience uh, he has in so many big time college basketball games. Yeah, you look at Boswell. He's a freshman, a true freshman, but this guy is going to be a really good player. I think the experience you, you look, at the guard play. You uh, just talked about uh, Boswell. He's playing more like an. Up- Classmen, as well as yeah, you also got um, Larson, Sandlow. and then you got Ballo and Crevis, Like I said, I like Arizona here. You also got guys that come off the bench with KJ Lewis, Bradley, and the tra- second leading scorer for the transfer out of San Diego State. Johnson out of San Diego State, like I just mentioned, who's been a key player for the Cats early on. So I know Purdue is a good team, but they have struggled. Northwestern's beating them, they've had some close calls. Arizona's just looking at dominant as they are. I like the Cats to take care of business on the. Yeah, uh, I just think it's a tough spot to travel. Everything tells me to go against the Cats here. I'm the biggest Pac-12 fan in the world, and uh, Arizona's fan themselves. But um, I just can't trust it here, going on the road uh, in a hostile environment. Uh, Give me Purdue. All right. Anyways, going on to the next game, Baylor and Michigan State. Okay. Baylor, number six in the nation here, 9-0. and oh. yeah. They got some two talented top 10 overall picks here in Jacoby Walter, 14.9 points a game. Also, their young center, true freshman Missy, 10 points a game, seven-foot guy from Cameroon that can really guard the rim and can score on the offensive side as well. As they've got other players in Davis, excuse me, Ray J. Dennis, Love and Bridges, transfer Jaden Nunn. Michigan State has been a total disappointment in the early going ever since the first game. They've never really gotten it going, but Tom Izzo always starts to figure it around this time of year, mid-December, getting into conference play late December. I like Michigan State plus three and a half. I know everybody's going to take Baylor. They're going to look at Michigan State here playing in Little Caesars Arena That all. They don't have a chance against this Baylor-efficient offense, prolific offense, but Michigan State's going to slow the tempo. They're going to be... Uh, very well defensively. Jaden Atkins, Hoggard, and uh, Malik Hall is going to have the assignment on the young freshman in Walter. I'm going to see how well they that matchup goes, but the front quarter for Michigan State, especially Cooper and Sisko, has to hold their own. they got to put in some points there to have a chance to win this game. But I like the guards here for Michigan State and Walker, who is having a f- tremendous final season of his college basketball season, and Hoggard when he gets downhill. So the oh. rim can have a real big impact as well. Yeah, you talk about Hogard there, but yeah, I'm gonna get in this matchup again. The travel for Baylor, just going out in the Midwest, just gonna be too. Tough of a task, here, in my opinion. Michigan State, they've underperformed all season. Everybody knows that. The biggest disappointment. Um, Baylor, they've been one of the biggest surprises. Everybody thought this team was going to regress. You talk about the talented freshmen they have, losing Flagler to Houston. But this team gets the transfer, R.J. Dennis, from uh, Toledo. Uh, and They just uh, never uh, stopped in uh, their momentum after beating Auburn on that opening night. And um, they are a team to be reckoned with, headed into Big 12 play. But today, it's going to be all Michigan State, in my opinion. Yeah, going into another game here, in uh, Houston, battle two Texas teams, Texas a and 7-3, Houston 10-0, and still looking like the old Houston defense there yeah. under Samson. You mentioned LJ Cryer, the transfer from Baylor, their leading scorer. Uh, but this game is going to have a lot of storylines. You know, Texas AM and losing at home in Memphis a week ago. Houston is a lot better than them. Uh, Houston has not really been challenged or played anyone tough yet this season, so this is going to be a real tough matchup. Uh, like I said, point spread seven and a half, total 130. Uh, but Texas a and I think they can uh, bang with them on the boards. You got Wade Taylor, a very good guard, one of the best guards in the nation. Henry Coleman, Tyrese Radford, Solomon Washington's a good defender as well. Uh, but I think Texas a and can hang around in this game ultimately, but I do think Houston wins. I think they pull away in the second half of that defense, great turnovers, and they're just tenacious on the boards. And it's, Like I said, number one defense, only around 49 points per game. Uh, but Texas A&M, 41 rebounds per game as well. It's right there, evenly there. So I think that's where it's going to be decided on the glass, offensively, defensively, in this one. Yeah, I know you were high on this A&M Aggies team in the off season, and uh, you have them on a, a few features, but um, I just don't see them. Um, the inconsistency. Um, you talk about their offense led by Wade Taylor, Houston. They just stick to the course. They're so discipline they they make you work every possession offense and defense i think it's just gonna to be too much uh in this game for uh, a to overcome those obstacles uh give me houston the guard play better in my opinion except for Wade taylor um he's gonna to have to have a big game um he's been struggling the last few games uh you saw on the road against virginia you saw last game against memphis uh, houston on the other hand hasn't had the toughest of schedule i mean they were at the road at xavier they played dayton montana rise jack and state they'll be tested today but they'll take care of business in this game Yeah, going into our first free plays of the day. I like Memphis here at home in the FedEx Forum over Clemson. Clemson has been an early surprise of the ACC, 9-0, rating 13. Memphis coming off that big win on the road, going back home now. Uh, This is going to be a game decided about the bigs. P.J. Hall, 20 points per game. Gerard, the transfer from Syracuse, is very good. He can be deadly from the three-point range, 44%. And this, really, this whole Clemson team can shoot the three-ball outstanding at a clip at 39%. You Cam, Hunter, Cam Hunter, Shefflin, Godfrey, they are a very experienced team. But you look at this Memphis team, again, a lot of the Sharps uh, team to make a deep run this year in the NCAA tournament as a year ago. But they are got some guys that can play as well. David Jones, the transfer from Syracuse, 20 points per game. Excuse me, St. John's. Uh, Then you also got Quirley, who has been uh, everywhere, it seems like, in the college basketball, 26 years old, now at Memphis, had some decent seasons at Alabama, but he's going to have to be a key in this one, I think, getting that offense going. Uh, But I like Memphis at home. They get out in transition, fast break points. I think it's going to be key. Clemson has a really good defense. You saw them lock down TCU a week ago, that a team that was averaging nearly 85 points, and they held them to 64. So I think Memphis has to get out and run with this team, get transition threes, and get to the basket. Yeah, I like a lot of home dogs today, especially how the slate has shaped up for this uh, December 16th slate. But um, I like Memphis again. I think Clemson, they played well. But again, who's your your first free play? Every team is going to face adversity. Yes, my first free pick is going to be going in the later matchup out in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be North Carolina, Kentucky. Everyone's hammering North Carolina. I'm going to go Kentucky, in my opinion, in this game. You know, again, they're just uh, kind of lurking in the woods, led by their guard. Uh, Reeves, a talented freshman, Dillingham, Mitchell, Shepard, D.J. Wagner, and, of course, the four down low, Bradshaw. And, you know, they're young. They're a little bit inexperienced experience against an experienced North Carolina team with the transfers they got with Cormac Ryan, Ingram, Baycock down low. I think it's going to be a real, real battle there if uh, Kentucky can handle the moment. You saw against Kansas early in the year they were winning for most of that game. They got sloppy late in that second half. Kansas took advantage. I think they learned from that experience. Give me Kentucky in this game, small dog here. Yeah, Kentucky, obviously we're dealing with some problems with my eligibility of Aaron Bradshaw talented sound foot one freshman, as you mentioned, but they got some guys that are with size. They're yeah. still waiting for the, a couple other guys to come, but uh, this is going to be a very good Kentucky team come tournament time. You know, John Calipari, I always feel like he's overrated every single year. Only one title at Kentucky with all the recruiting classes he's had there. Go for Bradshaw today, though. 7-1 yeah, freshman. I, I have a demo. feeling, exactly. This team is averaging 90 points. This is going to be a track meet up and down, but I think uh, Kentucky, with that size, is going to wear down UNC, who's a team... With, Outside of Bake, I don't have tremendous size, yeah. but I like uh, Kentucky here as well. Uh, but, Juan, where are you going with your second free pay? Yeah, it's going to be shifting uh, sports right now. We've got a couple more matchups to talk about. Alabama going to Creighton. Creighton, again, can't really get over the hump there. But um, before we get in that game, I'm going to go back to the NFL. Big slate on a Saturday. You know, late in the year, we're going to have – three games on Saturday. Yeah, three playoff matchups. They all would... have implications, like yeah. you just mentioned, for the playoffs. Vikings against Cincinnati. Steelers going the road in Indianapolis. And then you got uh, the Broncos against Detroit. But uh, I'm going to go where I like this uh, pick better. I'm going to go with the Colts. You talked about how they got smashed against Cincinnati Cincinnati a week ago. Pittsburgh, though, similar in their, their category. They were upset on Thursday night. They had a late comeback, came up short. I think just the quarterback play, Mitch Trubisky, I don't believe in him. I never have ever since he was a highly drafted Indianapolis, Gunner Meshue. I think he'll outplay him. The running game, Nigel Harris, again, hasn't really done much ever since being drafted L- Alabama. Everybody thought he was going to be the next Derrick Henry. Didn't certainly pan out. Uh, Taylor's not going to be a go for Indianapolis, but um, they're going to have their backup, Zach Morris, who's had a really good season of stepping in for Taylor since he's been most hurt most of the season. I think the playmakers, Pittman. On the outside, it would be too much for uh, the Steelers to handle, as well as Downs, the talented rookie receiver out of North Carolina, as well as the uh, six, four, six guy uh, Pierce out of Cincinnati. I think the size of the receivers is going to cause problems. Give me Indianapolis here. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the NFL slate. All three games this Saturday have implications. I'm going to talk about the Bengals real quick because everybody thought when Joe Burrow went down with that injury on Thursday night against the Ravens that this season was done for them. Every sports analyst in the world thought the Bengals had no chance of making the playoffs. They lose next week against the Steelers, 16-10, a hard-fought loss there. But the week after that Monday night where they beat Jacksonville as a near 14-point underdog there, uh, that was impressive. Jake Browning has been outstanding the last two games. Burrow has been helpful from the sideline and getting him ready and prepared for these defenses every single week. But you look at that, what they did to the Colts. This defense is coming around. This is a big game. Minnesota is benched. They went with Nick Mullins today. This is a great opportunity for the Bengals to go 8-6. and six. And if Browning can carry this team in the playoffs, that's something of a miracle, compared, considering what everyone thought of what could happen with this Bengals team. But they still got playmakers. I mean, you got Chase, you got Boyd, you got the tight ends that have been coming out of really nowhere. Hudson and then making timely catches as well. Uh, but Joe Mixon, like I said, uh, but this defense and the Bengals, I mean, I like them today big. I think uh, Joe, uh, excuse me, Joe uh, Browning is going to have a, a big game again today against his Vikings defense. But Brian Flores has been one of the best uh, on that side of the ball and really turned that Vikings defense around. I think it's going to be a lot tougher for Browning uh, this week, but I think they get the win. Yeah, I'm not sure about tougher, but certainly Minnesota, they're a team that I haven't been able to figure out all season. You saw last week winning against Las Vegas, 3-0. The week before, 12-10 against Chicago. Um, Their Mm. offense is really, really stagnant after that big time winning streak. Cincinnati, minus three into the jungle. I'll give me Cincinnati all day. They're they're one of the hottest teams right now after riding that Monday night win over Jacksonville, beating uh, Indianapolis a week ago convincingly. Uh, Jake Browning riding high on momentum, getting everything he can take from Joe Burrow. And the pregame games leading up to this, the practices. And again, the playmakers, Justin Jefferson, questionable again today. You talk about Nick Mullins getting the start from Minnesota. Uh, The line just tells me everything Cincinnati, but it's too low. A lot of people are uh, going Minnesota, but I just can't trust it. I go uh, Cincinnati at home. Yeah, let's go to the Saturday night game one quickly before we get into our uh, final pick. Denver is seven and six had a big win over the Los Angeles Chargers a week ago 24-7. I had them at last week as well. The Lions are faltering quickly here. You looked last week at Chicago, 28-13. They beat New Orleans. They were up big that game. They almost coughed that up. Lost to Green Bay before. But this defense is faltering. Uh, Good news, though, Garner Johnson will be back for the Detroit Lions at the safety position. It's a huge huge boost for them in the secondary. Yes, it certainly is because they have been struggling in the second half of the season. Uh, But Denver, again, this line has went up to five. It was at four and a half for most of the week. A lot of the money are coming on Detroit. Uh, But I like Denver again. Uh, This has been a team that I've been picking a lot this season as an underdog. They've been covering spreads for me, especially in the second half of the season. Uh, Again, they started one and five. They've had a lot of momentum after that slow start. Uh, But, again, I think the point turns a little too high for me. I like Denver on the road. I don't trust this Detroit Lions team. I don't trust Jared Goff. He's a guy that's going to make key throws and big-time throws, but he's going to turn the ball over times, whether that be fumbles or interceptions. He has 10. Russell Wilson, I trust more. who's playing okay. He doesn't throw for a ton of yards, but he gets the job done. And Williams, I think it's going to be key on the ground there as well. I like Denver on the road, plus 5 yeah you just talked about i think the addition of cj garner johnson in that secondary the leader that he is so the boys will be ramped up for detroit today everyone seems to be going to denver on the points and money line as well um i think this is a rebound game from uh detroit from a week ago what they let laid an egg in chicago um denver again they've been good at times this year and other times they've been bad but um their defense is certainly a elite, one of the best in the nation's uh, in the league. When they uh, really went on that win streak and turned things around after that slow start, but I think Detroit at home today is going to be too much of a task. Too much uh, uh, playmaking ability from Jared Goff and his offense. Um, Russell Wilson, you just mentioned, he's not the playmaker that he once was early in his career. Certainly can make plays when they are needed, but um, I don't know. I just don't. Something tells me he's going to have an off game today against that Detroit front. Yeah, going into our second and final free play of the day. I like UCLA here. Plus one and a half. This is a Bruins team that's top five defensively in terms of scoring. Uh, they're very good on that side. You saw them play a really good game at Villanova on the road. Was leading at half 29 25. Got away in the second half. Ohio State. This is a team that's eight and two, but I'm not high on. Uh, you got a really good guard in Thornton. You got guys that are questionable today with Gailey Jr. And Middleton with ankle injuries, even if they are a go, maybe not fully 100%. But UCLA, I think this is going to be a tremendous matchup at the guard place. Basham Mack, the talented young freshman. Savanovic, another freshman there as well. Uh, But Dylan Andrews, he's a key guy that comes off the bench, sometimes starts for Mickey Cronin, so he's going to have to have a big game. Uh, But I think their defense is going to be the key in this one. I like them to keep Ohio State in the 60s. I think UCLA gets it done, and uh, Mickey Cronin gets a big win here for the Bruins. Yeah, I think the safe bet in this game is the under, just like how you saw a week ago against Villanova. It went the over a few baskets but today i think it's just gonna be a, you just mentioned ohio state's defense is um not the best but they're averaging right now early through the season about 67 points ucla 58 top 10 in the nation i think it's going to just come down to whoever can make the most shots get the most stops but i think it's just going to be a lot a lot of a lot of sloppy play out there you talk about ucla's offense they go stagnant, stagnant themselves ohio state eight and two it looks good On the road, they lost to Penn State in a narrow-biter. But before that, they played Miami, Ohio, Minnesota, Central Michigan. Yep. Did get a big win against Santa Clara. But I think the safe play in this game is the under, uh, or the Bruins in that opinion. I I just see it's a tough spot in this matchup. All right. Well, what are you going on with your uh, final free play of the day? Oh, you already got them. It's going to be Kentucky and uh, the Colts uh, minus two. Okay. Then that's going to do it for us here at Off the Board Sports. You got our four free plays. Kentucky plus one and a half, Colts plus two, minus two, right? Yeah. And you got UCLA plus 115, as well as Memphis over Clemson at home minus uh, one. Thank you for listening to well. Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at O The Board Sports and Instagram at Off The Board Sports. Thank you and best of luck.